right. Well, hey, guys, thank you so much for joining me on today's interview. I could not be more excited to be interviewing Jimmy Nicholas from Jimmy Marketing. Jimmy is a, is a complete rock star. I've gotten to know him over the last, uh, I guess, the last year or so, and, uh, but have been following him for years from afar. Uh, he may or may not realize this, but I was at the Mike Koenig's training. Must have been, I couldn't even tell you, seven years ago. And uh, he, was, he was like bold enough to raise his hand and ask a question and kind of talk about a struggle that he was having. I think everybody at that event remembers Jimmy from that. And they, you know, they're, Jimmy, you remember this, Jimmy? Oh, yeah. Yes. Well, that's where Jimmy Marketing was born. Yep, yep. <laughs> at so that, that event. <laughs> a funny, uh, funny pre-story there. But um, <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy's built a tremendously successful agency, and um, I'm really glad that he was willing to come on and kind of share his experience and his growth. You know, uh, aside from being just an awesome guy and having a really successful agency, he was also recognized as the GKIC Marketer of the Year uh, a couple years back, and that's a major honor. You know, GKIC is Dan Kennedy's group or was Dan Kennedy's group, and some of the best direct response marketers in the world are part of that, and we're vying for that, that title, GKIC Marketer of the Year. And so, um, you know, this guy knows what he's talking about. He's built a really great agency. So without further ado, let me welcome you, Jimmy, to the call. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. So I guess the best place to start is just kind of tell us a little bit about your agency, you know, number of clients, recurring revenue, that type of stuff. Sure, sure. So right now, um, you know, at the time of this interview, we've got about 100 clients. Uh, and I'd say probably about 80 of them are on recurring already. We sell an initial package, uh, six-month package typically, and then uh, from there get them onto a recurring plan. So, you know, our recurring revenue side's about 200000 a little bit over 200000 a month. Uh, but typically, our numbers right now are in the two seventy-five dollars to $300,000 a month range um, because of the initial packages that we, that we you know, offer. Um, so it, uh, it's a mixture of orthodontists, podiatrists, dentists, periodontists, plastic surgeons. Um, we've got a few non-medical related uh, clients from, from, you know, when I started years ago, mm -hmm. but, um, you know, right now we're really focusing on the niches that, uh, that we have success in. Fantastic. So, so really, really sizable agent, 270 per month puts you pretty near $3 million a year in, in, in annualized revenue and growing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And we're, very conservatively, without new sales, we'll hit 3.1 this year. Awesome. So, so tell us about how you got started. Like, kind of, what was the what was the starting point for you in this in this industry? Yeah, uh, it was 1997. So the internet was starting to take off, and uh, I had this intuition that every business would need a website, and always very entrepreneurial. You know, I cut lawns. I've shoveled snow, sold baseball cards at baseball card shows. And, hmm. um, you know, this internet thing was starting to take off. And I was downstairs in, in my, obviously I live with my parents in, in, in their house. And I had a little office set up and there was a Yellow Pages book sitting on my desk. And for some reason I was compelled to start calling these businesses hmm. and asking if they would need a website. So, um, you know, here I was 15 years old, cold calling 
and everyone was hanging up on me. No one wanted to give me the time of day. And then it was probably about 250 calls in. This guy uh, said, can you come over and give me a presentation right now? And I was so excited that he didn't hang up on me. I was like, absolutely. Let me, I'll be right over. But remember, I was only 15. So then I had to go upstairs to mom and say, hey, can you drive me over? It was a jewelry store. Can you drive me over to this jewelry store in, in Mystic, Connecticut? And she's like, what? What What are you doing that for? You're going to buy me something? And I said, no, no, I got to sell a website. But, you know, thankfully, she drove me over there. She waited in the car. Boy, it must have been at least two hours because I would tell him to deal with customers as they came in, figuring if he could get some, some revenue and he'd be able to pay me. Right. <laughs> so... Um, you know, that day I walked out of there with a check. I think at the time it was like 1500 bucks wow. for a website. 15 and years old? That's incredible. Yeah, he paid in full. And uh, honestly, I had no clue about how to do the website or anything. And um, I figured if I could get a yes, then I could figure that part out. Wow. And as a result of doing that, I learned about web hosting. And being I was in high school, you know, I didn't have much time because I, I, I still, you know, primarily was a student um, and loved sports and golf and that sort of stuff. So there wasn't that much time. And I saw this hosting opportunity and I looked at it. I was like, boy, this is like real estate on the line where you could, you know, get the server and break up the server space and, and they pay a monthly or, or yearly. Mm -hmm. So I really focused on building the web hosting business all through high school in college and uh, you use Google AdWords to, to do that. And basically what we would do, what I would do is I would invest all the money that came in for the month back into AdWords hmm. and make people prepay for six, 12 or 24 months so that when they renewed, then I would make my profit. Uh, and it, it, it was an amazing, uh, you know, high school and, and uh, college, lifestyle that I that I had and um, all because of this hosting company when I graduated had more time so started to diversify offer more marketing services uh, build a team and uh, you know it has evolved to, to what it is today but really it started as just websites and, and web hosting and now today we don't do any web hosting mm. uh, we decided that that you know, is, is best left for the server experts. And, yeah. and uh, we facilitate that relationship, but um, we're not in the, the hosting business anymore. Wow, what a, what a story. So at 15 years old, you kind of started this company, you landed a client, started selling hosting business all the way through high school. Most kids are yeah. playing video games and, you know, wasting time. Yeah, it was, it was interesting. Like some of my high school friends, would have jobs and 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 they were they were like so what do you do and I said well I have this business and they're like well how do you get paid I go, well you know sometimes you don't get paid <laughs> and they're like huh what and you know, it was uh, it was definitely different but um, obviously I wouldn't trade it for anything it was it was an awesome experience very very cool so let's talk I guess let's talk a, a little bit about the progression so it was I'm sure it wasn't all you know sold that client and straight to millions. Tell, kind of tell us a little bit about the progression over the years. Yeah. Um, so basically, I mean, 
my goal in, in high school and college was to uh, have an amazing lifestyle and, and, and really nothing more than that. So I would, I would just, you know, basically break even or, you know, make, make money, um, it was a six figure business, uh, at that time. And then when I graduated, you know, I was forcing more services. I had more time and, you know, we, we had it, we were, we had a successful business, but you know, there's different stages that I found, um, that are, that are more challenging than others. And I was stuck at like a half a million to uh, about 625,000 in that range for three years. Mm. And I was, you know, searching all different marketing mentors and coaches and consultants and trying to break through this, this barrier. And, uh, you know, so that wasn't too long ago. That was only, you know, 2014, we did about 625,000 in revenue. And, you know, we were, I was making money, but, but I was working, you know, 20 hours a day, uh, doing a lot of the work I would sell during the day and then do the work at night. Mm -hmm. And, um, it was, it was really a struggle and it felt like, you know, I was in this environment I never was going to get out of. And, uh, yeah, I didn't know it at the time, but, um, you know, my wife was ready to divorce me, Ooh. you know, cause I was working so hard traveling at these conferences and, and, you know, money's important, but you know, she wanted my time and, 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 you know, I couldn't, couldn't do that. And, and I took her for granted and, you know, um, happy to say we've got a, you know, two year old baby boy now and, you know, life's a, an amazing beyond our wildest dreams. Never thought we'd, we'd be where we are. But so at the, in 2014, we were, we were struggling. And then, uh, 2015, uh, we, we doubled, we got, we beat the million dollar mark up to 1.1, um, in 2016, 2 million, 2017, 2.6. Wow. This year, you know, with no new sales, we'll do 3.1. Awesome. And uh, I'll, I'll be honest with you, not out of intention, um, but from a profitability standpoint, throughout that entire journey, uh, we were around like 29% to, um, you know, as high as, 41% th throughout that journey. And, Phenomenal. and now today, you know, we, we do set intentions in terms of the profit and the, and the salary and that sort of stuff. So, um, and it, and it will, it will vary based on where we are in the business. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I think it was just a couple of weeks ago, my target was 35% profit salary, but we, we just hired, um, nine people mm. and, you know, it's going to go down to 29%, but I'm still good with that. Um, and those are conservative numbers. I always plan for the worst. And then, you know, typically that's how it gets, it gets higher. But those um, are awesome profit numbers. I mean, not, not a lot of people are willing to share what their true profit is. And so it's great to have big numbers. That's just kind of a vanity metric, but the number that really counts is how much did you keep? And that's, that's phenomenal. Right. You're up in that 30% on average, even despite all this change and all this growth. So one question I have for you is, you know, you, you were kind of stuck at this 500,000 point for quite some time. What was yeah. it that helped you bridge the gap? What did you learn? What was the, what was the change? 
so um, interestingly enough, uh, the, the guy who I beat for marketer of the year mm. for, for Dan Kennedy um, was an orthodontist. And, uh, you know, at the time of the competition, he was like my, my enemy. And I ran it like a political campaign. It was, I did, I had, you know, t-shirts and, and I had lanyards vote for Jimmy and definitely wanted to beat this guy. Right. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, and not just him, there was, there was two other, uh, it was total of four of us, four finalists and I wanted to win. So, um, at that point, point you know that was all i was thinking about and then i and then i did beat him and uh because it came down to just us me and the orthodontist and i and i won and when i got home from that trip it was it was in orlando i think i got home on like a monday and that monday i had a note from him already waiting for me uh fedexed it congratulating me on winning and he signed it you know your number one fan dustin nice and and I was just like, wow, uh, I'm I'm playing at a at a small level here. I'm not even thinking this big. And 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 his abundant mindset was just was just I was just amazed. So, you know, I, I I reached out to him, thanked him, and then that was kind of the end of the for that that point in time. But I joined. Um, I think it was their platinum level. It was Dan Kennedy and mm-hmm. Dave D. Uh, their their mastermind, and uh, at that event we were having dinner one night, and he happens to be sitting across from me. Uh, he joined as well, and he was like, uh, "So what are you doing that's working? Like, what should I be doing?" And I said, "Well, you know, we're tripling the number of patients for podiatrists that were you know from online. They're they're getting three times the amount of patients, and." Uh, He's like, well, well, whatever you're doing, can you do that for orthodontists? Will that work for me? And I told him, I don't know. Like, we can try it, but I don't know. It's marketing. We have to test it. Mm -hmm. And he said I was the first marketing person to give him an honest answer. Hmm. And, uh, you know, most marketing companies will say, yeah, it's going to work. We're going to, you know, get, you know, they really hype it up and everything. And it it was not the case. you know, at that, at that dinner. So he referred me to one of his coaching clients, uh, probably his toughest one as mm. a, as a litmus test. And he tripled the number of patients that were coming into his practice. So nice. then he hired us and, uh, you've heard of the Oprah effect, mm. you know, uh, we had a Burleson effect. Nice. And, and this, um, orthodontist coaches about about 3,500 orthodontists and wow. I think he's up to 27 countries um, and were their go-to marketing agency for the web and the only one that he recommends for, for the web. So, um, you know, we, we, we changed who we were going after mm-hmm. for, from a client standpoint. Um, we then, and then it progressed, like we were charging for, a website, you know, pre, pre Burleson, like five grand. And then it got up to 10 grand and then 15. And then uh, now we're, now we're at, um, then it went to 16. Now we're at 19. Wow. And, uh, so we, we were, we, we charge more 
Um, and, you know, we, we really, I was at a point, you know, during that time in 2014 when we were making money, but it, it, it was also, we also had debt too. I put a lot of these coaching programs on my credit card. Right. And I had about at least a quarter million in credit card debt. And I remember, you know, telling my wife, um, we're going to go bankrupt. And, and she was like, uh, well, I mean, I said, I do have an option. We, I did find a bank out of like 20 banks that uh, would, would give me money. And I said, but it's expensive. It's like 19% loan. And, uh, she's like, well, 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 what should we do? I said, well, we should, we should take the loan because I didn't really want to go bankrupt and I'm going to figure it out. And, mm. and so when I basically hit rock bottom there, I, I stopped, um, worrying about our financial issues and trying to sell and just focused on our clients. Mm. And I said, if I could get our clients the best results, just focus on them. It will, it will turn itself around. And that's really what, you know, was, was also part of it as well. Um, one of the books, The Go-Giver, I don't mm. know if you've read that one. Yeah. Bob Berg, that, that helped. Um, and, you know, our, our, our brand promise uh, for our clients and for our company is exceptional service, exceptional results. So, mm. you know, where a lot of our competitors will choose to sell something for a few hundred dollars a month, um, we know we cannot serve at the highest level at those dollars and we'd rather turn the business away and we choose to serve our clients at the highest level possible and uh you know our retainers are typically between uh 2500 bucks and five thousand dollars a month mm. and we feel it's a it's a steal for, for what they're getting and uh i can tell you back in 2014 you know i i, I couldn't even ask for for money mm. you know it was it was been a, it's been a major transformation, you know, to this to this point. And, it, and there's different challenges at this level, as you as you know. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we're we're constantly growing and and progressing, and um, you know, but it's it's looking back. I mean, it was an exciting. It's, an, it's been a very exciting journey, and uh, yeah, I've got no regrets, and and I love what we're doing. I dare say, I mean, that, that's phenomenal. So so part of it was. You put yourself out there, and you got yourself in a, you got yourself at the right tables with high-level people, high-level thinkers. You went out, you won this contest, you networked, you made a strategic alliance with a very connected person in a, in a vertical that was aligned with yours, and that was that was a major turning point. It wasn't everything, but gaining access to that person of influence that had a lot of clients that were kind of your ideal target was a massive shift for you. Absolutely, absolutely. You know. Uh, Grant Cardone talks about you got to show up. You know that's half the battle. And yeah. you know if I wasn't in GKIC, I wouldn't have been asked to compete for Marketer of the Year. I wouldn't have met Burleson. I, I wouldn't have joined the, the Platinum Mastermind Group and been able to have that dinner conversation. Uh, you know, it's ironic. I'm in the internet marketing business, but I'm on planes more than 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 anything else. And we we obviously take our own dog food and and we advertise online, but I can tell you, the majority of our business does not come from online. Now, yeah. our clients 
they they get a majority of their business from online but for us uh you know that's not that's not what we found to be the best awesome so yeah we'll talk more about that because i'm excited to hear more about how you do get clients and kind of what your what your strategies are but so i think you kind of you kind of explained this already but just tell us a little bit about how you landed on this healthcare niche and more specifically the the orthodontics yeah um so what started was there was a podiatrist in milwaukee and he saw me speak at that marketer of the year conference okay and uh he was the first client that we sold like a forty thousand dollar package initial package to wow. it was we were going to write a book for him we we're going to do his website we we're going to manage it for 12 months and he was the one that we were able to triple the the leads uh and the patients for him in his in his podiatry practice so then that led to the story that I could share with the orthodontist. And when we basically had this Burleson effect, uh, you know, it was, it was forced upon us. I mean, we did not for, um, a couple years, we didn't advertise at all because of all the referrals that we were getting hmm. from his network. So, um, when you have an opportunity like that, you know, one of our things is 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 the um, high client retention. We've got an over ninety three percent client retention ratio. Nice. And I think it's because I'm wired for people to like me. Like mm -hmm. I really want people to like me, and I know they're going to like us more if we get them better results and serve them at a at a very high level on the customer service side. So, um, you know, while I see some of my uh, friends in, 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 in similar businesses, different businesses, they're growing really, really fast. I wasn't interested in growing fast. I was more interested in growing, um, you know, s slower than we could, as long as we could handle the work. Mm -hmm. And, and so, um, we were, we were kind of boxed into this cause there was no way I was gonna, cause here, here, this guy's coaching other orthodontists. If, if people complain to him, that's, that's, you know, Game over. that's shit traveling upstream right and it's going to come back to us and we did not want that to happen mm -hmm. and so um you know we put our our heart and souls into these accounts and uh we could not look at any other niches uh for a little bit but as we grew we were able to build a team bigger and bigger and bigger and uh you know now we have some some capacity so we are doing some marketing and advertising and um you know, some of it works really well and, and some of it doesn't work at all. Um, but it's, it, we were kind of, kind of just kind of happened. You know, I, I didn't strategically pick it. Mm. I was, I was the guy who was like, oh, we can help everyone. And, uh, you know, completely when I, when I was earlier in business, you know, 95% of our business was local. Today, less than 5% of our business is local. Yep. I was the guy that, oh, it has to be local business. You know, we need to have a video crew and, and we can't ever travel with the video crew. And I, I had some mindset things that were, were certainly holding back Jimmy Marketing and, and, uh, and our growth. So now the new niches, they come about through referral. Okay. So like we're working with audiologists and hearing specialists that was a referral through through Burleson and they have a coaching group. There you go. Uh, so, um, you know, we're not actively going after new niches unless they 
come to us. And so is, I would say one thing about that and, and kind of different in your perspective than a lot of people when they say, okay, I'm going to take a client in another niche. That's, you know, I think you're probably focused on, can I get a dozen, 20, 100 clients in that niche before you start to dabble in it? Would, I, would you say that's probably correct? No, okay. no, no. Um, I look at it more of a test. All right. Uh, and if we can get, so like we have one plastic surgeon right now. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, it was through a referral and he eventually someday may want to coach or whatever that that doesn't impact us in terms of, of taking it it's more of do they offer high ticket services and and, and tre- is the patient value there that we could get them great results and you know the the reason why we're we're, we're saying yes to other niches there's there's a few reasons um one i was joined Titanium, which is Dan Kenny's highest level mm-hmm. mastermind group. And uh, the, the, the mastermind at that level is a true mastermind. It's not a, it's not a coaching group. It's you have a hot seat and you share your biggest challenges and opportunities. And uh, you get feedback from Dan Kennedy and everyone in the room. And, uh, and what's interesting is, is Burleson, the orthodontist, is in the room. So, you know, I'm on the hot seat and he's right there. Yeah. And I shared with the group that, you know, 80%, 75% of our business is orthodontists and, you know, make it worse. It's, it's through Burleson, you know, through this referral source. And so, you know, Kennedy basically lit me on fire and said, you know, you, you know, God forbid he doesn't like your tie one day or, you know, you're you're really playing with with fire and and uh, and you know so Dustin was was there and, and we had dinner that night and he's like you know everything's great don't don't worry but at the same time um, you know from a diversification standpoint you know we used to work with financial planners years ago and there was uh, some regulation changes in terms of how they market and what they can say in their marketing. And one of the ways that we get great results for our clients is we differentiate them from the marketplace and we probably push them to the extreme uh, that, you know, should an agency of, you know, dental boards or, or orthodontic associations or something like that say they can't advertise a certain way and then everybody's vanilla like the financial planners are um, and it affects their results. I didn't want to have all my eggs in, in, in one basket. Um, so, you know, it, it was until recently though, we would even like, we worked with a, with a gym in, mm. in Dubai and really? it was, you know, we, if they came to us, we, we work with them. Um, but from a scalability standpoint, it is much more challenging when you're not in a niche mm. and, um, I think I was on one of your trainings, Josh, and, and it was like, you know, for at least your first million, you should you should specialize in a, in a niche. And, uh, you know, I looking back, you know, it's always easy being the Monday morning quarterback. I would I would say, um, you know, that's definitely true. Hmm. And and, you know, we're, we've also we, we have exclusivity in our business. Mm-hmm. So. Um, we've turned away over about 90 doctors so far. Wow. Yeah. Uh, 
and 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 so one of the things I didn't realize with the, with exclusivity is you know you look at oh man the world's so big, but the reality is is there's a lot of places where there's one orthodontist in like 150 miles, mm. so they're not going to be needing to advertise. <laughs> They've got their shingle, and there's no competition. Where you get your business from is where they are in competitive areas. So, um, you know, that being said, I would rather work with a doctor in another niche than ever compete against one of our own existing clients. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, so that's where the the niches uh, within the medical industry have um, have worked well for us for expansion. You know, one thing I'll, I'll say about you know, this whole topic of niche and kind of your philosophy, um, and it's good for the listeners to kind of really focus on this fact, is his main thing was he wanted to create that really great case study where he had one client and he got X result. In his case, tripled the amount of patients they were getting. And he, that was his focus. He knew if he could get one really good case study in that niche, it'd be easy to parlay that into other, other clients in that space. So that, that's a really powerful and salient point. There's a couple follow-up questions in here I just want to kind of throw at you. Um, one sure. is, you said, you know, it would have been easier if I chose a niche. Um, Ron Johnson's asking, can you comment on what niche you would choose if you were starting over today? That's a great question. Um, and I'm assuming, like, I have no relationship with anyone. And, you know, um, I would, I would probably... The way I am, I would probably test uh, about five at the same time mm -hmm. and see which one got the best results. So um, some of the characteristics that, that I would look for are um, high ticket services. Uh, I, I stay away from e-commerce yeah. altogether. Uh, we've done e-commerce sites and it's just has been a, a time suck for our team and and there's so many things that can go wrong. Unless and, that's and, all you do, try and stay out of it, right? Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Um, so, you know, high ticket services mm -hmm. are are really uh, benef you know, benef e e easy to get the client a return on investment. Yeah. And then also, are people searching online actively for the treatment solutions or solution? Doesn't have to be medical, but are they actively searching online because you know there's a lot of high ticket services out there that people don't even know about that they exist so they're not actively on Google typing and yes we do Facebook ads for our clients but we get a tremendous amount more of leads for our clients on Google and it's a much shorter sales cycle for them when someone is typing in on Google um, you know, the, 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 the keyword phrases related to the solution or their type of field that they're in. And, you know, I mean, literally with Google AdWords, we can get results for clients the next day, uh, the same day even. You know, it's, it's, it's important to know that they are actively searching. Mm. Um, so, I mean, those are just a, a couple that I would, would look for. And, oh, and also not just high ticket, but they have to have margin right. in there in their business. So I take it with profit, right? Yeah. Some, some clients are, uh, very high ticket or, or prospects could be very high ticket, but their, their margins 5% or, mm -hmm. or less. 
you know, so that's where retail typically is, is a challenge to, to market. Um, so you, you got to make sure they have margins because they have to be able to invest in the marketing and you got to be able to prove to the client um, your worth, you know, and, and look, yeah, you, you, you paid us five grand, but we, we generated 300,000 in production and you're at a 50% margin. So, you know, would you, would you give me five and I'll give you 150? Do you want to do that again? Right. And, and, and then, and then if they, if, if there's any sort of pause, then, it, then it's, well, would you want these leads going to your competitors? Hmm. And when we, when we say that, then they're like, no, 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 no we don't want that. Right. Right. <laughs> so some, some great tips, some great tips there on, on niche selection. <laughs> if Jimmy was starting over, he'd probably look for a strategic alliance, right? I mean, knowing what you know now, and this yeah. is what Jeff did, uh, Jeff Fisher, who we recently interviewed said, who can I align myself that already has a list and like use that as my beta. So when I get my case study, I've got introductions to a lot of others, right? That would be kind of a smart way to handle it. Yeah, I'm, I'm a relationship guy. So, you know, I, I try to expand and, uh, you know, capitalize on relationships whenever possible. Awesome. So let's, let's talk a little bit about the services you actually offer the clients. And you touched on a little bit. We, don't need to, we can't go too, too long on this. But just t- tell us a little bit about what you actually do for the client from a service perspective. Absolutely. So uh, we really focus three-step process. First step, the website, the messaging, getting that right for the client. Mm. And once that's right, then we drive more people to that website. Because we know even word-of-mouth referrals today are going to go online. They're going to read reviews. They're going to get to the website. And we won't market for someone unless we have either built the website or revamped the website you know, from scratch. And uh, simultaneously, the third step, what we're doing, is we're tracking all the calls and forms that come into that website, and we take it uh, a step further. I don't, I don't know if, if, if you do this in your agency, Josh, but we listen to every call that comes in to the, the practice, and we identify that call as a new patient that turned into an appointment, a new patient that didn't turn into an appointment, an existing patient, a non-lead call, and then, unfortunately, the, the stat we hate to see is the missed call. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, our clients average between 1% and as high as 55% we've seen as missed calls. Um, but the good news is, is when we share those stats with them, they end up um, getting, you know, driving that call percentage down, which leads to, obviously, more new patients for them. And right. we give them the patient names. Um, so they can cross-reference and and know exact ROI. We're working on a, a program that talks to the practice management softwares to make that automatic. Nice. So we could have like, you know, automated um, ROI so they know exactly where the, the ROI is going. And the call tracking changes by traffic source so that we know, you know, which is a Facebook source, which is a Google paid source, which is a Google search source. Yep. Um, so those three steps we do uh, in, in, in really two main packages. The first package is a $2,500 a month package um, where a hundred of that's going towards the tracking system. A hundred's going towards retargeting. And then the rest is going to us where we're doing SEO or listening to the calls. We're setting up the ads. Um, we're meeting with them on a monthly basis. 
and we're generating our, our big report. I mean, we're going to create some sexier reports, but right now it's just a spreadsheet mm. cost per lead. We find that the client, especially the doctors, they get these reports that report on clicks and click throughs. And they're like, well, where's the patients? Mm -hmm. So we just give it to them as clear as day in a spreadsheet and, uh, and they love it. So nice. that's our, our middle package. Uh, which is a 12 month program. We get a thousand dollar deposit, $30,000 a year, break that out, 12 payments, 2,500 a month. Um, first three payments, we get the full 25 and we have a 90 day time frame to set everything up and design the site. So months four through 12, we're at 2,300 and then 200 for the, you know, the, the resource of the tracking system and the, and the retargeting budget. And then our, our more common packages, our ultimate package, which is a six month program, $1,000 deposit, $6,000 a month for the first three months. So that's 18 basically to build out the website, plus the thousand, 19,000 for the website and all the ads and, and we're doing different tracking sources. Um, on month four, we're putting in a $3,000 testing budget where we'll do some AdWords, some Facebook, some retargeting, some Yahoo, Bing, YouTube, Pandora. We'll do a different, uh, depending on what makes the most sense, and the tracking system. So, you know, all in, it's a $6,000 a month program with ad spend. Wow. And then, uh, you know, after that three months of marketing, after that initial six-month program, we're then getting them onto a retainer between $2,500 and five grand a month, depending on number of locations, what we're doing SEO wise. Um, so we we also offer a website only package for 19,000. Okay, but not many people do that when the accelerator program, our, our middle program there is, you know, 2500 a month with the website. And then the, the bigger program, you know, 72,000 basically for the year, but back out you know, 20 of that in, in ad spend, mm. it, it just doesn't make, make sense for them to just do the website. Absolutely. And, and we, we do that strategically because we don't want just the website, mm. but we know we need to do the website to get the best results on the marketing. So that's why we, uh, you know, price the website so high. Awesome stuff. I mean, that that's great. Thank you for kind of unpacking the the service offering. Here's what we do. I like the way you break it into three simple steps, right? We set up a website, we drive traffic, and then we track it, right? There's a lot of stuff that goes into those steps, but it makes it really concrete for your prospect. Okay, yeah, these are the three steps. And uh, exactly. I, I like the, the pricing model. I think for your higher end clientele, you can get them to take a swing at a, you know, a, a bigger out, out of pocket upfront investment and then break it into, into monthly. So Cool. Thanks for sharing that. So let, let's talk a little bit about how you landed your first five clients. We know how you got your first one, cold calling yeah. for the yellow pages at 15. But, um, you know, just kind of tell us, tell us how it started. You know, you're, you've got this great multi-million dollar agency now. But you know, some of the people listening to this, really, they're trying to get those first five clients, that first 5K a month. They know that can really change their life. So let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah, and, and I'm not going to... Um talk about like the hosting side in terms of, you know, cause yeah, this, skip, past, skip past the hosting, uh, one-off hosting stuff. Yeah. You know, so, so what I did is, um, I basically my, my back was against the wall. Sometimes we have some of our biggest breakthroughs when 
you know, you're, you're at challenges, really hard points in your, in your life. And, um, I, I was to a point where it's like, I don't know if I'm going to make this work or not. I need, I need to, I need to, to do something different than what we're doing to get clients offer something completely different. So I offered a uh, $1,500 a month package where I couldn't even get out the word $1,500 a month to a prospect. And remember, I was doing this locally, so it was in person. And, um, you know, I reached out Because it just felt like such a big number to you. Oh, my God. And I I, I just couldn't imagine someone investing $1,500 in us and in marketing. And it was, you know, my mindset was just like I was struggling so much with it. So I reached out to um, a friend, a mentor, and he coached me through it, and we practiced me saying it. And I remember, like, the first prospect, um, I was at a car dealership, and uh, I was I was friends with the guy, and and I still, you know, I'm like, I'm gonna go for it. I'm gonna ask for the fifteen hundred, and and I did. So it was a one on one, you know, presentation, and uh, we got we got the business, and then he introduced me. Um, the, the mentor guy introduced me to a financial planner. So I got a second one and then I'm like, you know, I don't want to do this, you know, one here, one there. I'm going to have an event and I'm going to have the biggest and best event. I live in Waterford, Connecticut. Waterford, Connecticut has ever seen. So I did this red carpet event at uh, a a local restaurant and uh, the restaurants, a great restaurant, Philomena's. And I went to the owner who I was friends with. And I said, um, you know, I want to do this. He had like a little room with a TV and I could hook up my laptop and um, I want to do this dinner and I want it to be open bar. And I, I want, you know, I want I want red carpet. I want, you know, I want this unbelievable experience. I, I got a bodyguard at the at the at the door to you know check people's names in. Because what we were doing is we were doing exclusivity at that point, mm. and I didn't want any other competitors because we were inviting people through invitations to this event, mm. through word of mouth, through Facebook. We were doing all different kinds of, of things, and you had to register. You had to be on the guest list in order to get in. And uh, I remember asking the restaurant owner, you need a deposit for this or anything? and uh, And he's like, no, no, I, I know you're good for it. I said, well, I said, well that's good because I don't have any money to give you anyways. <laughs> and literally, I had I had no money. And, uh, you know, I remember I was at home that night before that, that dinner, that event. And I was just so nervous. But I, I had, like, my team counting on me. And, you know, we were at a point where, you know, we were week to week. We didn't, I didn't know if we were going to make it, if we were going to make a roll. Hmm. Uh, you know, I had no idea. This was before the quarter million in debt, too. I mean, this was, this was just like, you know, just trying to do anything. And it worked. We ended up selling like 20 accounts. Wow. <laughs> you know, it, was, it, was, it was amazing. But then we, we, we lost a bunch, you know, because it was all different businesses. Mm-hmm. And um, it was, you know, looking back, I mean, I made so many mistakes. Um, but you know, you don't, you don't get on that journey without making mistakes and learning from your, your mistakes. So, um, for us, the first five were, were really about, um, you know, one-on-one relationships, contacts I knew and then selling and then, you know, them in a one-on-one environment. And then from there 
we did this this cool event and uh, and we was it was Waterford's a small town, so yeah. you know we we had you know red carpet out and uh, you know. It was in Miami, be like another any other old thing, but, but there was a big deal. It was a big deal. Yeah, like VIP yeah, invitation, newspaper come, um, you know. So it was it was a local event that we did. That's pretty cool. So that that's where you got your kind of your 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 initial burst of clients to, to get you over the hump when you were kind of stuck there. So great great story. Yeah. So let's talk let's talk about how you land clients today. So like what what type of um, strategy do you use in order to generate leads and sales? Absolutely. So, um, you know, obviously through influencers where they're coaching these doctors in their own niche already, mm-hmm. uh, those are our favorite clients because they've already got the mindset right for growth. Uh, they already got the mindset right that I need to do marketing when they contact us. They already have an endorsement through our, through our influencer. Um, you know, within that and beyond that, I'm speaking live on stages from two people in the room, one person in the room, to as many as you know thousands mm. of people in, in an audience. Webinars, uh, we definitely do a lot of webinars. We see great success, not necessarily maybe the live webinar. is We, we do see success. I remember the first time uh, we, we, I had a, a webinar with Burleson and the date he picked, I happened to be scheduled to, to go on to Florida with my wife. Mm. And I was like, you know, we're just going to have to queue it up and, and, and do this evergreen thing, which I had a mindset against that. Was, You're right. I, you know, I had to get through. And um, we were getting our bags. And I and in that one, I actually sold deposits and, and uh, sold the package because I didn't have a sales guy to send the business the you know the potential leads to mm-hmm. and it was like i can't talk to people anyway i'm so busy running the business so i'm just gonna sell it on the webinar and we did a half a million dollars in sales on that evergreen webinar unreal uh, you know the live about a hundred thousand came in but the real success whether you know it's it's live or or evergreen or whatever is always in the follow-up right um so the replay fedexing prospects, getting them information, consistent follow-up. That's how we were able to get it to half a million, um, you know, on that particular nice. webinar. Phenomenal. Um, books, we use books a lot. We use 3D mail, uh, you know, Facebook ads a little bit, SEO a little bit, online marketing a little bit, but, you know, nothing's better than speaking um, and, and, and obviously saying the right things too makes a big difference. I, I, I used to do webinars and get, I got zero uh, business out of it. So knowing what to say, when to say it, how to structure it, what not to say, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I've been through numerous trainings on how to craft the webinar and, uh, and messaging and marketing. And, and so, you know, if, if you do some of these things and it, and it doesn't work, Chances are you're either talking to the wrong audience or you got the wrong message or both. Yeah. And uh, it doesn't mean that, you know, webinars don't work. It just maybe means you need some, some tweaking. Yeah, there's more there's more to it than just showing up and reading some slides, right? You have to have the right flow and the right structure. So so it sounds like, I mean, great, great marketing mix to generate leads, but it sounds like the majority of it 
comes from these strategic alliances with the influencers, the speaking opportunities. Would you say that's that's kind of line share of where your new clients come from? Oh yeah, 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 definitely. Awesome. Definitely. And it's interesting because it's almost a little it's a little bit different even than my approach where we've taken it mostly in um, associations, you know, joining the association groups, speaking at their events. You kind of you've kind of latched on to the influencer slash consultant, kind of like what Jeff has done. Do you get involved in the associations all, at all? Are there associations in your in your niches? Yeah, we do. Um, we tend to stay away from them hmm. uh, because when we team up with an influencer, we're the only marketing agency in the room and only one that's recommended. If we were to go to the AAO, it's the American Association of Orthodontists, uh, we go to their annual thing. There's you know, 10, 15,000 people there. Right. And uh, you're, t- you're probably going up against a couple hundred vendors. And, um, you know, we'd rather have a room. I, I remember uh, one of our earlier events a couple years ago, a few years ago, was the same weekend in the same town as the AAO, but it was with, you know, the influencer. Hmm. And his event was maybe 50 people. And uh, we did more business than we ever had had in like the history of Jimmy Marketing at that event. And the AAO was going on right across the street. Unbelievable. Where, you know, the people in the room of 50 paid three, four, five thousand dollars to get in the room compared to, you know, a virtual free event right. with the AAO. So, um, you're in front I, of a I, smaller but more captive and more qualified audience. Exactly. Um, so I, we we do do some trade shows and and uh, when they're not influencers and it's it it just it's it's not the best use of our time when we can when we can really team up with someone who's done a lot of that screening for us. So any any strategies tips on how to connect with an influencer like that because. Uh, you know, it's a great idea, but how do you even get to somebody to know that they're an influencer? Any ideas on that front? Yeah, I mean, for for us, it was joining mastermind groups where these mm-hmm. people are, and develop relationship, and try to give as much as possible in that group, so that they're automatically attracted to you, and they want to come up to you and learn more about you, and. Uh, they're they're basically begging you, so it it shifts the uh, dynamic where you're not really you know you're you're almost like hey, this is what you know you should do or um, you're you're helping others within the group. They see that and then they say to themselves, boy, I wonder what he could do for me. And some of the books I've read by Kennedy and and others in terms of marketing to the affluent, it's breaking through to their you know in their network. Once you get in one, then you then you get into every you know you get in you get in with everyone, mm-hmm. and um, so I golf, I I boat, I I do things where these people are, and you know pre Burleson, one of our first great clients is a dentist, a great friend of mine locally, um, and and I wouldn't have gotten him if I didn't golf and, and I caddy for him, and hmm. you know so you got to go where they are. And for us, it, it, it's it's the masterminds, it's the it's the events, and and then what happens is 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 they'll see me speak on stages 
other people in the in the group they have a group and they're like, hey can you come speak at my event right you could really help my people so um it's a slow process in the beginning because you're you're investing some serious money some serious time but it's it's what really has worked well for us to speed up the sales cycle and um you know, we do do 3D mail to complete colds who don't don't know us, mm-hmm. and uh, we we get great results from it overall. But it's a it's a longer sales cycle. There's much more education mm. that's needed. Uh, so, you know, it's it's it's. Um, I will say though that the, the the ways you can align yourself with other companies, where your clients are, whether it's an association or a vendor of a product. So a lot of our podiatrists, they have a certain um, tool that they use in their in their office. Mm-hmm. We've done webinars with that company that does the tool uh, because their guards are down. Like they're just trying to get patients in for that tool that they're selling the doctor. It's, it's, it's a whole different dynamic. Um, and they've got the relationship ready. We work a lot with nonprofits um, that these doctors you know go to um with their time with their re- financial resources um we've connected with people by donating to a nonprofit on the behalf of the you know the influencer and that's enough usually to get someone's time and attention so there are certainly ways to do it um so this is but, an interesting an extra interesting follow-up question on this was they were asking do you have any type of affiliate relationship with these influencers where it's they're both making money on each new client or how is that structured if, if you're willing to talk about that it it, de- it depends i mean some yes some no mm-hmm. uh, it, it 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 depends on what they want and um you know i'm open to 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 any deal and anything that that can work well uh they all just have different goals right you know and and, and different different deals with their vendor relationships and advisor relationships. And, and so, um, rather than, than, than try to offer them anything, I, I always get them, you know, through persuasion, get them to come to, to us and then figure out, so how do we best help serve your audience? Yeah. What, what does that look like? You know, do we need to sponsor an event Do we need to, um, you know, pay for t- stage time. I've done that. Do we need to pay for a dinner? Do we need to join your association? Do we need to join your group? Do we need to set up a deal where you get a percentage of revenue that, that we, you know, what does that look like for you? What makes the most sense for, for what you're, you're offering? And, um, and then, you know, if you have what they want, they, they're going to, they're going to tell you what they want. And, yeah. and then you just make it work. Yeah. It's a great point. I mean, it's, it, you got to figure out what they want out of the relationship. And we've experienced the same where I might think they're going to want a percentage of every single dollar we bill, but really they don't even want that because they, for some reason, feel it's a conflict of interest and they want to be able to say, I recommend this guy just because, but they might want you to, like you said, pay, pay to be part of the membership or pay them for something different. So lots of different ways to skin the cap and make sure you, you figure out what they want, not necessarily what you think that they, that they want. Great teaching point. So, so let's, let's shift to, to fulfillment. So now you've built this, you know, hundred plus multi-million dollar agency. 
Tell us about how you get all this work done. You're, you're building websites, you're doing SEO and pay-per-click, and you're tracking everything. Uh, there's a lot of balls in the air. Yeah, and, and before fulfillment, I see you got a little four-letter word there called sell. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't want to skip over that part because yeah. um, right now I don't do any of the selling. Okay. Uh, my role is to generate interest mm -hmm. through speaking, through webinars, and um, I have a full-time sales consultant who does all the selling. And, uh, you know, I look back uh, early on with the Burleson effect, we did not need a salesperson. We, it was literally like take the credit card over the phone or get a, get a deposit in through the web. That's how – that was our – sales process. Wow. Now we have to go multiple calls. There's more education. It's we're deeper in, in the orthodontic world. Um, and certainly in the new niches. So we needed a salesperson to, to be able to sell what we offer. And, you know, I had the worst time, uh, finding a, a salesperson. I had about five of them and they couldn't even close Burleson leads. You know, mm. these are, these are, you know, over the fence layups, lay down, lay downs, right? They're like just they just I mean, want to buy, and and you know with the same. I didn't have the time though to to do any, so we just lost the business. And um, you know it'll get to a point where finding a, the right salesperson that can sell what you sell is going to be critical to remove you, so that you're not. You know, there's nothing. It was nothing worse for me getting on a sales call, wasting my time, than you know not get the yes. And my follow-up was zero. If mm -hmm. I didn't sell it, there that was it. Go pound sand, no right? Hit. Forget you. And and and, and I just um, I didn't have the time to to convince, and 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 so um, that was a big bottleneck that we filled a couple of years ago now. Nice. And um, has allowed me to really focus on on building the culture, building uh, you know the team here at Jimmy Marketing. And so um, where I used to be in the day to day of my clients, now I'm more with the team. And, uh, you know, at the same time, I'm, I'm traveling a lot professionally and, you know, personally. And so I'm not in the day to day, you know, even with the team as much as I as I once was, because I've got someone who, who deals with with that side of it. So we fulfill. um through an amazing team and one of the, the best skills that, that I've learned over the years is how to hire people mm. and, and, and attract the right people. And, um, and we just hired nine people in the last couple of weeks. And, uh, you know, one of the, one of the, my operations guy came in my office ye yesterday and, uh, or this was earlier this week. And he said, Hey, wh what did you say on your webinar? Cause we use a hiring webinar uh, we, we, our team's, you know, virtual all over the place. And, um, I do was, we put them through a bunch of hoops, which could be another whole discussion of how we do that. But mm -hmm. he's like, what did you say in that webinar? I said, why? And he said, this, you know, girl, we offered the job to was in tears. She was so excited that she's going to get the work at Jimmy marketing. Nice. And, uh, I'm like, wow, that's awesome. That's great. So she's eager, you know? Uh, so, you know, finding the right people mm. um, from a from a team standpoint, and then I, we set a structure 
and we set a, a, a system down and um, it's not as well documented as it should be. So we just brought in one of the, the nine is, is someone who's going to be focusing on tightening up our systems. And, and uh, we, we've got an employee website, a dashboard that talks to Google, Facebook, Yahoo, Bing, all the different platforms, Gmail, Vonage, our phone system gives us some KPIs. That needs to be massaged and, and, and tied into like our training, our onboarding system for new new team members. Um, so we're we're doing really well, uh, you know, with fulfillment. But it, it, I I always you know I'm never happy. You know, we always want to do better and better and better. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, the team implements what we what we offer, and then. Uh, you know, we're constantly post-selling what we offer. And so we'll, we'll send calls to the client where <clears throat> the mom might be, Hey, I'm calling you because your website is so easy to use. This is, this is, I've been, I've been online and, and no website is as easy to use as yours. You got, it's got to be the best. And <clears throat> you know, that, that concretes the sale even further, even after the sale. Um, we send our, our clients gifts. Um, you know, probably in, in December, we probably spent about 10 grand in client gifts. Hmm. Um, we, we do surveys for our, our clients and, and where we, we can improve. One of the um, Harvard Business Review, the number one number you should be focusing on in your business in, in one of the articles they talk about is the net promoter score. Mm-hmm. And, and that basically is the likelihood of someone referring you. And uh, it goes on a scale from negative 100 to 100. So not even zero to 100, but negative 100 to 100. And we did this survey a couple of years ago. We scored an 88. And then I would say, you know, recently for the past couple of years, I haven't really been involved with the clients as much, mm-hmm. uh, certainly not in the day to day. And we just did the survey again. And I was concerned, you know, kind of nervous what the results would be. And amazingly, it was 88 again, the wow. same number. And, Feels good to you know, have that, that level of score without you having to, to do everything, right? Uh, it, it, and I was just so proud of my team. Um, so, you know, I think that comes out from leadership at the top and, mm. and, and, and trickles down. So, you know, I tell my team, look, we're, you're going to have one of your clients is going to have their, their best month ever. You can celebrate that for a minute. And then we got to go back to the drawing board for next month. Mm. I mean, that's the nature of our business. Yeah. So, um, you know, we we try to attract the people who just always want more, always want more. And, uh, you know, it, it's me personally. I don't. I don't. I don't do anything for fulfillment. So the, the answer to the question is: it's the team that we built, yeah, and the culture that we built, and. You know, they're, they're just ready to fight for our clients, ready to fight for Jimmy Marketing. And, and uh, you know, I, 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 I'm so, so proud and so happy uh, that, they're, that they're on our team. Yeah, that, that, that's awesome. There's a question here, and the question is, do you try and hire high level, like people that have lots of experience, or do you usually hire someone that's kind of entry level and train them up? We go entry level and train them up. Yeah. Uh, we, we hire – on attitude, we hire on uh, personality and interest. Um, you know, it, it, I do want people who are interested mm-hmm. in marketing, but 
the way we market is completely different than branding and and you know so when someone says hey you know i'd be perfect for your company i got 20 years experience and oh you know wh what have you done oh, i i worked for pfizer i worked for you know these big fortune 500 companies doesn't and apply right it, it's it's like you know, so you'd be the worst person to hire uh, because we have to then retrain them and recalibrate, you know, their whole mindset towards towards marketing. I mean, we're not dealing with million dollar budgets. We're dealing with, you know, thousands of dollars uh, of budgets and mm. it's completely, completely different. So uh, so I, I like that hire for attitude and then train for aptitude. Right. You know, if they've mm. got the right attitude and they want to learn, then you can train them in your way and make them uh a Jimmy marketing rock star. Exactly. Exactly. Awesome. And they, they have to want to learn. They have to want to be more than where they are. And, uh, you know, I could tell you, even the people who have moved on from Jimmy marketing, they say they learn more with us in, in a month than they do in years, uh, with other jobs, you know, going to school, that sort of stuff. Um, and so it, it's a win-win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so something really interesting there that you said is that you, you've got this team that you've built with this amazing culture, but they don't necessarily work in your office. It's, it's really more of a, of a virtual team. So you can talk to us about a little bit of how you, how you manage a virtual team? Sure. We, we have uh, about five people that come into the office here in Waterford. Okay. Um, and then the rest are all over the, the world. Um, we have, we have a team of programmers, designers in the Philippines, team for SEO, uh, you know, majority of what we do SEO-wise in the Philippines. And uh, then we also have, um, you know, people in America who, who manage the accounts and deal with the day-to-day -day of the client, that sort of stuff. So um, one of the keys that has been very helpful for for us is that three-step process, being able to explain that three-step process, mm -hmm. not only to a, to a potential client, but to a team member so they, they get it. Now, there's thousands of steps to those three steps. And then also having a brand promise. So one of the um, components of scaling up 2.0 mm -hmm. is developing your brand promise. So, you know, Jimmy Marketing, exceptional service, exceptional results. So if my team member, one of our team members has an opportunity to make a decision to provide either exceptional service or exceptional results, they know I'm going to support them. Hmm. And, you know, if, if it means costing us a couple hundred bucks in labor to, to make this client exceed their expectations, I'm going to support them. If it means sending them a $50, $100 gift, a $250 gift, I'm going to support them. And uh, they start thinking on their own based on the way I want them to think. And because our pricing is not a couple hundred dollars a month, we have the ability to, you know, put more in and always give more than what the client is, is paying us. So um, developing that culture of exceptional service, exceptional results, and, and having some core values of, you know, we, we have to have fun. We have to be experts in our fields. Um, we, those types of conversations with the team 
um, you know, helps them think for themselves how you would want them to think. And, and the way we do it may not be right or, or, or you know, it may be right for you. I, I don't know, but it's, it's something that we intentionally decided on. And, uh, you know, I created a whole training on six-star customer service. Hmm. So, you know, it goes along with the exceptional services. You know, most people strive for five stars. Where Jimmy Marketing, we want six. Hmm. And, and so when they understand that the leader of their organization, you know, is going to stand behind them if they make a, 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 a decision that costs us money. And, you know, some people just live their lives in fear. You know, they go to their workplace and they're afraid to do the right thing because there are these repercussions. Mm. And, uh, you know, I, I, I look at it completely different. And um, so uh, that's from a, you know, a tactic standpoint. Also, too, we've we've um, acquired we acquired a, a, a small web development company years ago that oh, nice. had a team in the Philippines. And that was part of the acquisition. And they've been with us for, for years. They're, they're, they're awesome. Um, we use onlinejobs.ph mm-hmm. and we put them through a, a, a similar hiring process uh, and, and tasks and, and, you know, majority of people out there, I would say 97% of them aren't the right people for your organization. So yep. having some systems in place to get those out are, are um, you know, super important for you to attract the right virtual team as well. I mean, just because they're virtual doesn't mean you, you you know, you can, you can, you can lax on your, on your hiring process and your, and treating them right process. And, and so uh, we have Skype meetings that the team has a Skype chat where I'm not in. So they, you know, I, I I don't want to know about the day to day and, I want to be able to do the survey and see 88, 88 plus NPS scores. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's, that's, that's what I want to um, do and, and, and let them do what they do. Like mm-hmm. let them do what they do. But uh, as we work with this new systems person, I am going to uh, kind of put the stamp of approval on it. And then, and then if they want to modify it and make it better, that's, that's fine. Um, but I mean, it's it's uh, it's it's a whole system and process that we put people through. Nice. And uh, we we found that we just get you know water for Connecticut. We're limited in terms of our talent pool. Mm-hmm. And when we open it up to the country and, and the world for certain things, um, we just get a lot better talent than what we can locally. So, uh, is the local team project management, or is it uh, like account management, talking to the clients, or is it a little bit of both? It's uh, so we, we, we've got a receptionist, a couple of receptionists that alternate days and in their downtime, they're categorizing calls for us. OK, it, uh, a reviews person. Um, it used to be an account manager, but her fiance is in the Coast Guard Academy and he graduated and got stationed in Puerto Rico. Hmm. Well, rather than lose her, she, she, she just picked up and she's in Puerto Rico and, you know, outside of the hurricane. She, she she didn't miss a beat, hmm. um, and so that there's the account management mainly is virtual now. Wow! And then I've got my operations guy. He 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 happened to be you know with me when I started in the basement um, for years and years and years, 
And then uh, our director of website development, our, our web project manager, and also uh, his assistant are in the office. But there's no reason why they're in the office other than the fact that they're local. Proximity makes it easy to go yeah. somewhere. Yeah. And, and, you know, we talked about getting rid of the office, but the team that we have here in the office, they like it. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, and, and as I get more, as I get bigger, our overhead percentage keeps going down. So it's not really that big of an expense. I mean, it, it was at one point, mm -hmm. it was a huge expense, but, um, you know, it, it, uh, it's, it's, it, it, it works the way we do it. I, I think, you know, if nothing else, you, you could talk about this virtual team and Jimmy's obviously invested countless hours thinking this process through developing it. But if you take nothing else away, it is possible to have a virtual team, account managers, fulfillment staff. So you don't have to have bricks and mortar like what we have in our company where we've got 30 employees under a roof. Obviously, that costs a lot more money to, to operate. Uh, the other thing that he said, which was really a salient point, is that in your local market, there's a talent pool that has a certain compensation expectation. You can get great talent anywhere in the United States and internationally, and that's one of the key benefits of going virtual, is that you can tap into top talent without having them have to be in your backyard. So really awesome stuff that you shared there. And I'm sure we could go for hours on this whole concept oh, yeah. of, of the virtual team. But I do want to pivot for a second to when you won the GKIC Marketer of the Year and kind of what that experience was like and um, you know, really like what, 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 what was it that you presented that got you that, that win, which is really a turning point for you in your, in your life and in your career. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so in our world of marketing, it's not like you can go and get a certification that people really know about, you know, and have initials on your, you know, on your business card and, your, and next to your name. Uh, obviously, there's a ton of certifications out there, but do they really know about them? And, and you know, GKIC, uh, I don't know how many members they have now, but at the time it was like 40,000 members. Uh, there was a lot of potential business for us at GKIC. And, um, you know, I was only a member for probably a little bit more than a year when they start, I started submitting my marketing to them and they were like, Hey, you should compete for marketer of the year. That would be, be awesome to have you, you know, be in that competition. And, 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 it, and we had gotten such great success with their mailings. Um, so the, the first 3d mailing we did was a boomerang mailing to get our clients. Now, remember, we retain our clients. So I said, how can I get the boomerang mailing to work? We don't have any lost clients. Who am I going to mail it to? And we mailed it to our existing clients, but just to get them to buy more stuff from us, you know, get get more services, get them to come back in. And uh, we had some clients show up in our office and like throw the boomerang down the hall. And they were, they were like, I'm back. I'm so excited to be back. This is so cool, the mailing. And uh, it was a clear plastic bag with a boomerang and like four special offers. One was a mobile website. One was a review program. Um, I can't remember, you know, what the other the other two were, but um, we got a 742% ROI with that mailing. Wow. And then uh, we followed that up with another one and it was like a 535% return. And so I became addicted to it and I started sharing this with the people at GKIC and they're like, you got to compete for this uh, marketer of the year. And, um, 
you know, I'm, I'm a very competitive person, so I wanted to to win, and uh, I sent in a box. It cost the shipping alone on the box was like four hundred dollars oh. for FedEx. You went all in to win this contest, right? Oh yeah, and and you know, it was like a two day you know shipping I did. It was like four hundred bucks, huge huge box. Um, I I did all my marketing in that box. I showed them everything we were doing. I put in food. I put in candy. I put in popcorn. I put in all kinds of stuff. And then I remember the year before Walter uh, Bergeron was pictured there with, uh, in front of that check. Mm-hmm. He sent a briefcase with a video player and a, um, uh, 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 I think it was called a tasty cake in the briefcase with his presentation which was like the final step of a 34 step sequence to get people to, to join his, his program. And he was in industrial um, like repair, like some, you know, not that that is boring, but compared to marketing, right. Pretty, pretty amazing that you show up with a briefcase in the mail. Yeah. Um, And so I was like, I need to do something that that's going to really get the attention of the audience like that. And I did a, a silver platter mailing, and um, it was basically a special offer for a website. We put in popcorn, food, all that kind of stuff. And the person I sent it to, his favorite beer was Miller Lite. So um, I I got some Miller Lite, and I couldn't I couldn't send the Miller Lite in the mail. So I, it's a video. I used a video book that when it opened, the video played, and the Miller Lite is is there. And I'm and I said, you know, I can't send this in the mail, but I know you're not going to mind. I'm having Miller Lite with you. And and I, you know, drank the Miller Lite, half of it, gave the presentation, and then finished it at the end. And he, you know, he, he, it, it was something he's never seen anything like this before. And uh, he signed up. So it was like 100%, um, you know, re- Conversion. return. 100% return. And, 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 you know, I think it probably cost me about 50 bucks to send it. And uh, I think we sold like a three thousand dollar website or something at the time. Nice. Um, so it, you know, that was like, I did that because of the, I wanted to win marketer of the year, mm-hmm. and then we did it for other people too, and it, you know, it, it, it worked. So um, the marketer of the year, you know, helped us grow Jimmy Marketing, help us get in front of other business owners, practice owners, and um, you know, the the screen that you're you're looking at. So I mean, as I was, as I was preparing for this for this interview with Jimmy, he sent me this uh, this this mailing because I was curious, like, what did you do to win, and what is this 3D mailbox, and like some some of the cool things you're doing with direct mail, and he sent me the link, and it was it, it was like the exact mailing pieces with the copy and a video, the, the presentation that he did that he actually won Digital Marketer of the Year, and I was like, man, how cool would it be to share that with the seven figure agency members and and followers? And so uh, I asked him to put up a page where you guys could get get access to this. And so, you know, if you want to download that and get access to Jimmy, uh, you know, Jimmy is, is a rock star. You can go to jimmymarketing.com slash money. If you're listening to this, it's jimmymarketing.com slash money. And, um, there, I mean, it, it's amazing what he's got in there. Tremendous value, and you just can go in and, and download it for free. Um, Matt says... This is the best thing I've ever listened to. Thank you so much, Jimmy. 
I agree. <laughs> this has just been an amazing interview. Jimmy, thanks so much for sharing, for being willing to kind of share your story and your experience. Um, so, I mean, if you want to get more into Jimmy's world, and I'm sure he's going to be sending some stuff in, you know, as a follow-up to that, but go to jimmymarketing.com slash money. Awesome stuff. Um, and then David says, this interview is so awesome, all caps. Just had my team reschedule all my calls for today. So, uh, Jimmy, people love it. You're, you're, you're amazing, and thanks so much for sharing. Wow. Wow. That's so, cool. I'm, I'm just sharing my story. That's great. I hope, I hope it helps everyone that's watching, you know, to the, grow their agency. That's awesome. Shondell says, awesome stuff, Jimmy. So humbled and definitely one of the best interviews. <laughs> cool. David cool. says, it makes, it makes what we're trying to accomplish seem possible. So, so you're, you're encouraging and, and inspiring people. So, so any other tips that you'd like to share uh, with those you know, that are in that place right now, wherever they're at, whether they're just getting started or they're at that critical point like where, where you were trying to get to the next level, any nuggets of wisdom or insights you would share? Yeah. Um, so knowing your numbers are, are very, very critical. Um, I, I spent years trying to figure this out with QuickBooks, uh, and, and we finally did, um, where you can create a budget, like an overall budget. And then uh, one of the books that we've talked about in your group, Josh, is the Profit First mm -hmm. book. And also, too, I've dealt with some of our clients have sold their practices and there is a bigger multiple, um, as a side note, when the website is, is um, you know, really good and the online marketing is good, they pay more for the practice. And, and so part of being in that process for some of our clients, I also kind of looked at what percentages they were looking for from a tracking standpoint. And um, when I say they, I mean private equity. So, you know, if you ever want to go and, and sell your agency, knowing your numbers in these buckets are, are going to be very, very critical for you, which is like an overhead bucket, a sales and marketing bucket, um, obviously, you know, profit and, and, and salary, and then your payroll and labor. Um, those four buckets are important to know any point in your business and you know revenue is important they want to see a huge growth in, in revenue but they also want to see that you can maintain profitability along the way and 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 so what i found is as we've grown um and and i tell you it was sheer luck up until this year where we're you know setting the intention of, of keeping our profit at at least a 30 percent level um you know, I'm, I'm, my target's 29 right now, but we're we're investing a lot into people, and uh, I know we're gonna, you know, by the end of the year, get it over that that 30 percent. But, um, you know, they don't want to see a huge growth in revenue, but then a, a, a huge dip in, in in profitability. In an ideal world, I mean, they, they they'll they'll still buy your your agency and that sort of stuff. But, you know, if you can grow on a high revenue track and maintain a, a, a good profitability track, you're going to get a higher multiple of, you know, when you go to, to actually sell, sell the agency. Um, so knowing the numbers has been important. And 
what I what I do in QuickBooks is I have my my profit and loss overall, and then I have my budget overall, uh, which is right in the QuickBooks. But then I create the four buckets as different versions, and you can go into QuickBooks and basically check off the different accounts. So like for overhead, we've got our rent in there. We've got our utility bill for the office. You know, we got that checked off. And then that is not checked on any of the other three budgets and profit and loss statements so that, you know, we can see at the end of the year what our profit's going to be. We can see, um, you know, because some of the the um, expenses that you'll expense through the business will be recastable expenses. So what that means is maybe you're writing your car off through your business. Maybe you're you're writing off, uh, you know, a trip or, or, you know, something along those lines. You can recast those and that goes to your, you know, your profit bucket. Right. Because they're kind of add backs to the profit or the bottom line. And 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 so knowing what that number is has always been important to me uh, through through throughout the business. But um, it becomes it becomes more important as you grow and the numbers get bigger mm-hmm. as well uh, because you know we just did this huge hiring spree and it's like wow I don't want to go over forty percent in, in in payroll and labor I mean yeah we could afford it but I really want to grow in a in a balanced path and so um, you know knowing the numbers is is just been something that has taken me a long time to figure out how to do that in QuickBooks, but you can then do the same thing on the P&L with the budget. So now we, we for the first time, uh, we've had like budgets, but not not to this level of, of you know, knowing in July we got to pay property taxes and, you know, having it down and then being able to see, oh, you know, we have a negative month here. Well, what can we pay this month? in another month so that we don't have a negative month mm. and, and continue to grow strategically. So, um, you know, that, that has been a big, uh, a big help is knowing the numbers. Yeah, no doubt. And a lot of good insights there because a lot of times we get so focused on sales and business development. It's like, let's go get clients. Look, let's go grow the top line. But if you're not intentional about protecting that, that profit, then yeah. um, it's not going to be there. And you can have a million-dollar business with negative profit, and you have actually would have been better off working at McDonald's, uh, you know, to, to be quite frank. So, so great, great insight there. Um, real quick, because we've gone, we've gone long. You've, like, over-delivered, which is amazing, and everybody's still listening, and uh, I'm sure whoever's listening to this afterwards is still like, man, I'm going to listen to this thing all the way through. But, like, real quick, um, what trainings, programs, groups – have had the biggest impact on your growth because I think we can both agree you what what you learn is what makes it possible to grow the business right and so you oh. being involved in those trainings and those books so what are the things that have had the biggest impact for you just to kind of shed some light for these guys so uh, the scaling up 2.0 mm-hmm. has been very beneficial there's another book called traction yeah uh, with a similar system yep uh, profit first Obviously, think and grow rich. You know mm-hmm. Napoleon Hill, um, all the Dan Kennedy books. I can tell you from a, you know, a seminar standpoint, the Mike Keenings events. I used to go to those. Um, Dan Kennedy seminars, Grant Cardone, uh, James Malinchak has been very helpful with crafting what to say in the webinar, in the speeches. 
um, Dave D, uh, also another one that I've worked with one on one in a in a in a in a very very small group, um, crafting webinars, crafting messaging, uh, Sandler sales training for. You know, I've, I've been a Sandler sales student for years, and uh, my my sales guy is also Sandler trained. It's a franchise that specializes in in uh, you know Sandler, and then um, obviously you know your group, Josh, has you know I, I I see all these gurus out here teaching how to grow a marketing agency, and and no one like really has a marketing agency until I you know stumbled across your group and you know uh for those of you who are watching this live or on a replay you know here i am a multi-million dollar agency and i'm getting so much value from from you it's you know it's it's awesome you know it really is and you're helping plumbers you know so it's like this group has been tremendous the the people in the in the in the in the group are awesome. I love the questions that, that get asked and um, it just makes me excited to, to, you know, to be a part of a, of, of an actual group that, you know, you're actually doing this. So, uh, you know, investing in yourself and, you know, constantly learning is, is just critical to stay cutting edge. Um, so, you know, I'm grateful for you, Josh, to you have this group and, I can only imagine the amount of effort it takes to, you know, to do what you do. And, um, you know, we get to come in, have a cool interview and, and go about our day. You're, you're still pushing with this, with this age, that seven figure agency, um, coaching group. So thank you. Well, thank, um, thank you for that. I, I really appreciate it. And, and like, thanks for sharing those resources. Cause there's some great books in there, guys, go back. I'll make sure I put it in the, in the recap, get those books, read those books, be studying, be learning, and everybody's posting, how do I learn more about the same thing? Well, how do, how do I learn more about Jimmy? First of all, you go to jimmymarketing.com slash money. Um, I'm sure he's going to be getting more involved in helping agencies model his success. It would just be a miss to have the knowledge and the talent and the expertise that you have, Jimmy, and your willingness to share and how much passion you have for this subject. So to follow Jimmy closer – Join, the, join our program, first of all, because you're going to have access to Jimmy in the group at, at some level. But um, go download his resources at jimmymarketing.com slash money. And if you want to learn more about the seven-figure agency program, if you're not already a member, if you're not already you know, engaged in this process, you can go to sevenfigureagency.com. There I've got a four-part training series. Walks you through exactly what our model was to scale from zero to $3.5 million per year, make the Inc. 5000 list two years in a row. Um, really, just exactly what worked for us. So that's at sevenfigureagency.com. You can register there. And uh, I will kick it back to you, Jimmy, for, for the last word. Thank you again. This was truly amazing. Tons of insights, tons of aha moments. Um, thank you for ge your generosity. Thank you for sharing. So I'll let you close us out. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'd love to just leave with you got to be willing to put the work in. And a lot of people, you know, will will see where I am today and, and be like, I want that. But they're not willing to do the work to get you there and make the tough decisions. Um, you know, I remember having to fire 
my best friend. And, and, you know, just there's so many things that are going to be challenging along the way and you get in what you, you put into it. So, you know, as you, as you go through the seven figure agency, as you, as you go through your own journey, um, you know, building your own agency, you got to be willing to put the work in and, and, and make the tough decisions and, and, uh, and grow. Um, and if you do that, you know, from what I have found, it, this business of digital marketing provides uh, a, a, a lifestyle, um, can provide a lifestyle for you and your family that you probably can't even imagine. Like I, I, I look back just a year ago and I'm, I'm like, I can't believe where we've grown and the, the benefit of that growth for our family and, and uh, the time I'm able to spend with my wife and son and parents and in-laws and, you know, just, and also provide greater opportunities for our team. You know, it was a couple of years ago, we had no health insurance. We had no dental insurance. We had no life insurance, uh, vision insurance. We've got all these, um, you know, benefits that we're able to provide to our team, uh, more money, more time off, and, you know, it, it, it doesn't happen on day one. It doesn't happen on day 180, one, you know, 365. It takes, it takes momentum. It takes a lot of effort. And, you know, all I can tell you is if you're watching this video uh, through, through Jonathan Elshin, you are on the right path. You're, you're on the right journey. And sometimes just knowing that you're on the right path is, is what you need to keep pushing. And you just got to have faith that you're, 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 you're helping people. And you're doing what needs to be done to, to just just help more people. Awesome. Great, great way to close. It's about the effort. It's about the impact. And so, Jimmy, thanks so much for, for your generosity. And we will see you guys on a, on a future episode of this program. And we'll talk to you later. Thanks, Jimmy. Thanks so much.